This is Paul Nobles from Eat to Perform, and I am sitting here with the disheveled Sarah Kumar. Sarah, do you want to say hello to everyone? Hello to everyone, and I just want you to know I'm disheveled because I took a two-minute shower to Reese to get on this podcast with my boss. Am I the boss in this scenario? Because I don't feel like the boss in this scenario. <laughs> yes, you are. All right, fine. You are. Um, I'm only the boss when it comes to the bad stuff. That's not true. <laughs> the good stuff, you know, everyone else gets to be the boss on that. Um, uh-huh. All right. So uh, someone was asking if I have on a Mr. Rogers square. No, it's a Relwin sweatshirt. Um, oh, I love Mr. Rogers. Yeah. So uh, the topic that we're going to dive into right off the bat, I thought was sort of interesting because we had... Someone and 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 just just so you guys know what my life is like, um, I have people send me progress pictures, right? You know, and usually when you're in progress pictures, you're in compression shorts or sports bras or something like that, you know. And this is like nonstop all day long. And um, we had somebody who is a very active person. And they were talking to me about, um, you know, wanting to have a certain aesthetic. And and we were breaking down, you know, the thoughts on the aesthetic. And, and of course, they showed me the best picture that's ever existed of them ever, right? Um, without really the color of what happens in those scenarios, right? So as we were discussing this situation... You know, I started asking, like, you know, okay, give me an idea what your diet was like then, basically very, very low, um, and what your um, diet like has been like since then, and there were all these different reasons, um, but I wanted to talk, I wanted to break down, like, the pieces of the discussion, because I think it's really helpful for people. And it relates to the topic that we were talking about of why you exercise or why you do CrossFit or why you power lift. Um, So our calories are really low. I'm just trying to do the math in my head. Um, You were right at a thousand or right under a thousand. Um, And she shows me this picture of her in a bikini. Have to say, looked great, right? I could see why someone would want to look like that. So then we started breaking down, you know, the scenarios. And I and I know the scenarios there, right? Right. Sleeping three hours a night, um, cranky, no one wants to be around you, right. obsessed about food, dying to have a cheat day, right? Yeah. But that one picture, at that one moment, is... It, it hurts you. It, it, mm-hmm. it changes the way that you color life. It changes the way that you view food. So, as I was dissecting the situation in the conversation with the person, this is an extremely active person. Um, and you were talking about all the things that she does and why she does them. And it's very clear why she does the things that she does. She wants to look a certain way. I think that that's pretty safe to say that's all of us, right? We work out to, you know, um, maybe eat a little bit more flexibly. But at the end of the day, 
you kind of want to have abs. You kind of want want to have some muscle definition and, and, right. and stuff like that. So as we talked about this discussion and 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 the incredibly low amount of of food that she was eating, um, I asked her to take a look at the main page, which we had a, a, a video up of of Kelly, you know, one of the oh, Eperform yeah. coaches, right? And and Kelly's you know macros are right at about three thousand a day, um, and Kelly's eight packed up, right? Right. And um this is also like 125 pounds. And she's 125 pounds and she's five six. Um she's also vegetarian, which I think is interesting because it's contrary to what everyone thinks. Um what was interesting though in the conversation that I was having with Kelly, um, because she I had shown everybody her macros and she was mad at me because she had <laughs> her macros had been bumped since then. And so um, she didn't, she wanted people to see her new macros. Um, but she did say, she's, she said, every day I go to bed feeling bloated. Every mm-hmm. single day. And she's right. like, and then I go to the gym and Ryan takes a video of me. And then I look like this. She's like, right. she's like, it, if I had a disordered way of thinking, I'd never get to where I want to go. And she like just placed right. second in a strongman competition, right? First in her first ever strongman. Yeah, her first ever strongman. Yeah. And so the video that we had posted was her doing um, 50 pound dumbbell presses, you know, like touch and goes, um, which is awesome. I mean, why I don't do that exercise more, I don't know. I, I really like that exercise. Uh-huh. Um, and that was part of the CrossFit Open for this year. Right. Um, so I said something to this person who, you know, um, it's always interesting to me because on the one hand, you have the folks that uh, they, they show you the one picture of the one day that all the lighting was right, right? right? Um, the the oh, yeah. the everything was perfect. Um, mm-hmm. you know they maybe it got a decent night's sleep at, at that night, but they, that picture does not show you that the rest of their life was relatively wrecked. They weren't working out great. They weren't feeling great. This and that. Right. And so I asked her. I was like, "Well, why didn't you just go back to the old macros?" You know. And I just got to tell you guys, if I ask you a question, I know the answer to the question. You know? Lori and I joke about it all the time. Yeah. Don't answer it. Trick question. Yeah. Don't <laughs> answer his question. I feel like that's a trick question. It's always a trick question. It's always a trick question. I always know the answers to my questions. And the reason why she didn't go back is because she doesn't want to sleep three hours anymore. She doesn't want to suck at working out anymore. And oh, by the way, she did try it. And she was down like two pounds. After like a couple weeks, you know, and this is when I said to her something that everybody really needs to hear. I've said it a million times before. When you use up that trump card, it's gone. Right. Because, you know, when you, you you know, whatever you want to call it, if you want to call it paleo, if you want to call it, call it low carb, if you want to call it, you know, look, just because, first of all, getting a program from a bodybuilder, I mean, I'll just tell you that if you work personally with a bodybuilder, 
they'll walk you through cycles similar to the one I was saying with Kelly, where they're going to say, hey, look, you got to be a little comfortable being right. bloated because that's how you build muscle. Um, but if you're getting like a spreadsheet with templates from a bodybuilder, just don't be surprised if you end up really messed up after that, right? Yeah. Because there's really no difference between what they're giving you and paleo and Weight Watchers. I mean, yeah, it's a little bit better because the macros are a little bit better. But in general, right, the big secret that they've got for you is that the calories are lower. Now, if you paid, you know, the $500 or, or you know, I'm trying to think of what Lane charges right now. Like Lane, I think Lane's almost at $2,000 a month, right? Wow. Um, and so, you know, if you work with these people personally, they're going to coach you and they're going to tell you, I don't care what you want. This is what you need. And therefore, this is what we need to do. So the fact that you want to look stage ready nonstop, that's not how metabolism works. That's not how your body works. And so when you use the paleo trump card, the bodybuilder template pop trump card, the Weight Watchers trump card, Trump card ends, right? Right. So then we were talking about it. And I said, well, what happened after you did that? Um, and she said, well, I moved to maintenance. And I said, well, that's, that's the part you can look back at and go, that's the part that screwed you. Right? right? Because what maintenance in a template format is going to do it's going to always try to keep you at the same exact weight with not a lot of fluctuation right. right so you might maintain your weight for a little bit but in general you're working from 800 calories to 850 calories to 900 calories that's why we don't believe in maintenance we believe in performance right and if you look at it, if you just look at it from that perspective and you go, maintenance shouldn't be a thing. That should not exist. It should be performance. So now we move to performance, okay, and we start to get a little bit more up and down related to your um, weight cycles, but you're staying roughly the same, right, in terms of overall weight, but we're adding carbohydrates we're adding calories in general right because we're not just adding carbohydrates we're not just adding you know um you know fats or protein we're really trying to you know find a, a better balance for what makes sense for people so maintenance as a word in my view won't even exist in five to ten years everyone will realize that that's what was screwing everybody up and that's why i told her i said you know basically your um maintenance is what messed you up and she's like well you know i did get sick and then right. when i got sick i just kind of ate whatever i wanted and then now i look like this you know and i'm just telling you We're not talking about someone with a lot of fat to use here, right? right? We're talking about someone sending you a picture that's most people's after. Right. Right? And 
that's the problem with playing with really low amounts of food. It's known to mess with your brain chemistry. Ultimately, um, it can lead to eating disorder type of behaviors, orthorexia, things like this that 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 people struggle with when you know they're viewing types of foods as the problem, things of this nature. So, my final point being in this discussion is that the reason why you should do CrossFit is to get better at CrossFit, not to look like the person on the beach, not to, and I did tell her the secret. I said the secret for you to get your trump card back is to kind of find this happy place you know, because she wanted to do the same thing. She 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 didn't she knew she didn't want to eat the nine hundred calories anymore. Right. Right. But they never do. Right. Nobody nobody that's wants like that. Form. I feel like that's kind of what happens is is it's so miserable and then they find eat to perform, right? Where you can actually eat more flexibly and still work on your fat loss goals. But then we have this little mind, you know. You know, mind screw up that happens. Yeah. Okay. I got you. I got you here, sister. Okay. So, so yeah. Rachel on our call last night, right? Remember? Yeah. So, so we were joking with Rachel that she was at Superhero Macros, very similar to Kelly, both super athletic. You know, yeah. I mean, just, just, you know, really a fit person, you know? Oh, yeah. And she was at Superhero Macros. And she wanted to um, see if we could get her to um, cut a little bit. So she moved to sidekick macros, right? And, <laughs> and one thing that I like to tell people that are on superhero macros is that sidekick macros ain't probably going to get the job done, right? right. Usually you're going to have to move to sidekick macros a lot of times they have to go a lot more aggressive than they think. And this is actually any bodybuilding coach will tell you this, right? They're going to tell you that when you get to that 3000 calorie point and you're five, seven and 150 pounds and you're eating 2,800 calories and you're going to the gym and you feel like a million bucks. Do you really want to go down to, you know, 900 calories, right. right? No. See, that that's the problem that happens. And so the discussion that I had with her is I can get your trump card back, right? And I can get you to where, because there's really two ways to kind of have, you know, what we're really talking about for a lot of these folks is a really dry look. That's what they call it in bodybuilding. Is like a really right. dry look where you're mostly dehydrated, right? Right. And it, you know, let's, let's be real. You know, it, it kind of looks good, you know, um, for a lot of folks that that would be, um, the look is good. The cost to get that look, you know, isn't always fun. Right. Um, then there's the other look, which is like a wet look. So if, if you want to know example of what I'm talking about, Watch the CrossFit regionals this weekend. That's a wet look, right? Mm -hmm. That's when your muscles are pumped. 
that's when you're having carbs, that's when you're fed, right? And you're doing great work. It's also similar to Kelly's video that's currently on the Eat to Perform page. That's a wet look, you know? Right. And if you, you know, what what um, someone said was, I need to know their exact workout schedule, you know, to really put all this together. Look, she works out a lot. Okay, like you know, right. she works out more than yeah. she works out more than I do. She works out yeah. more than I want to, right? You know, okay. I mean, I, like when I was eating five thousand calories and doing two a days, you know, um, I don't do that any longer. You know, right. I, I don't want those problems anymore. And oh, by the way, here's another really interesting point. Let's go the other way. Let's not talk about 125, 130-pound females, right? Let's talk about my situation at 250 pounds where you know, I'm roughly you know, 80 pounds overweight, right? A lot of people in that situation come to exercise from a standpoint of my butt didn't fit in the airplane seat. And in my case, you know, I was talking about it the other day. I was, you know, it was one of two or three occasions where I was on, on TV a lot with poker. And I was like, Oh my God, it's that bad. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. TV like exposes you so much. Um, Look at these webinars. I mean, these webinar calls that we do all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's funny seeing yourself on video anytime. Yeah, and you're always going to be self-critical and you're always like, oh my God, you know, like yeah. the loose skin. Um, but I did not come from that from the standpoint of, of hate. You know what I mean? Like I was not upset, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I knew that I had to go at it from a logical standpoint. And... Um, that time the you know, this was 2006, 2007, I wasn't able to participate in the world series of poker. Why? Because, you know, that was the last iteration before, um, eat to perform happened to me, right? That was the last bad, you know, approach to what I needed to do because I never felt like doing anything. I ate as little as possible. It was, you know, kind of the first iterations of, of kind of a low-carb low dieting program. Um, I was sleeping three, four hours a night. You know, I was living on melatonin. You know, I did a video on, on melatonin, so I was like nappy all the time, you know. Ugh. And I was on like horse killer melatonin, like five milligrams. Ugh. It was just dumb. Um, but I just needed to fall asleep. Yeah, but I just wanted to fall asleep, you know. Um, so, you know, imagine a scenario like every single person, you know, actually in 2007, I'd have to look at it because I think that this was the case, but that I came in probably days before that I came in and I, I, I won like $15,000, I believe, um, okay. coming in, uh, you know, 74th or something in one of the side events. Um, but by the time it was the World Series of Poker, I uh, I couldn't go. 
you know, I, I just couldn't, I, w I couldn't function, you know, and it, my friends were trying to um, put me in, you know, I mean, that was easily, you know, better than, you know, the 10,000 people that were going to play, yeah. but, you know, it, it would have been bad money because, you know, yeah. I would have, you know, I couldn't sleep. Um, and what was interesting about it was as I moved from that approach, I realized immediately that if I was going to exercise, that I was going to have to have more food. And so I knew that my will was there to exercise as much as needed, right? Mm -hmm. Like I know mentally that I can go places that other people can't go, you know? Right. And... I don't know that a lot of people with 80 pounds to lose come into it from that mentality, right? No, definitely. Like, like, I came in with a few conditions. I'll tell you what my conditions, I remember them, you know? That's awesome. All right. My conditions were I would never give up my bagel and cream cheese. I no longer eat bagel and cream cheese. Um, well, I mean, I'll have them, but I don't have them like every day. Like, uh, you know, I was, I wasn't going to give up that. I wasn't going to give up my coffee and cream and sugar. Right. Which I was doing two of those a day. So it was like, oh it was like 800 to a thousand calories with the bagels, roughly 1500 calories that I wouldn't right. give up. And I didn't give them up for quite a while. Right. Um, right. and, uh, but eventually I gave up all my conditions um, because, and, and this is a little bit of the experience that we're seeing with the app, is that as we set goals for folks, the more achievable those goals are, it's like putting chips in the self-esteem bank, right? Yeah, absolutely. And as I started hitting the goals, like three to five pounds at a time, it was like, you know, and, and as I started to see, like, if I added food here or if I ate more steak and baked potatoes rather than, you know, pasta and cream cheese, I'd get a better result, right? Mm -hmm. And so there was all these different little changes that I made along the way and, and went from 250 to 150. Um, the interesting thing about the 250 to 150 part is the 250 to 150... I thought I had a heart attack. I think I've talked about that before. Um, and it was really just like a, a, a like a, my septum had separated or my, my um, what is, what is that? Were your ribs? Your, um, I don't know. I don't know why my, my, um, it's not septum, sternum. My ribs had separated from my sternum and the cartilage um, was just like acutely painful. Um, and if you Google, um, this feels like a heart attack, right? This is one of the things that comes up, oh, but here's the that? interesting part. I absolutely thought I was having a heart attack, right? Huh. I mean, 38 years old, you shouldn't be thinking to yourself, you're having a heart attack. Right. You know, it was totally conceivable to me that I would be having a heart attack there, you know? And so... Those were some of the things that really had moved me in the directions that I have gone. 
you know. But I want to get back to the main point. The main point is you don't exercise to get abs. I mean, yes, you get abs when you exercise. Um, and you know, there's going to be a lot of people. I know it's coming. Don't say it. Don't, don't do it to me. Internet. I know what you're going to say. Abs are made in the kitchen. Look, I was 162 pounds. I lost 90 pounds. I did not have abs. Right. Right. Within six months, I had abs. Those abs were made in the gym. (laughs) I'm just telling you. Like, those abs were made doing dedicated ab work. Those abs were made working my tail off in the gym. Right. You know? And so while I got to where I wanted to go with the work, you, you, you would one at one point think, okay, well, there, there was a goal because that is sort of like the, the general direction, right? You start off at 250, body fat starts to come down, and then you eventually go from, well, I just wanted to not have a heart attack, right? Right. To now I want abs. Right. Like how ridiculous yes. is that? Right? Like, you know, the thought process. And then to, to find out, you know, that, and, and at this point, you know, I was eating three to 5,000 calories. But then you figure out that underneath all that fat, yeah. there was no muscle. And right. so, so at, at that point, you know, there was probably about a six month period where I did everything that I could except for the obvious, right? I knew that I should be lifting weights. Um, and I was kind of like, and I remember it to, I mean, it's so funny just remembering back to this time because I was not scared of work. I mean, everyone knew I'd work outwork you. You know what I mean? Right, right. But I remember like being scared of deadlifting like 145 pounds, you know, and then the minute I started to be around people that push themselves more, you know, yeah. in six months, I went from a 145 pound deadlift to a 405 pound deadlift. That's awesome. And, you know, a lot of it was just that, that the culture that I was surrounded with, you know, I mean, I joke about it all the time. I mean, and, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm sorry, internet. You know, if you don't like CrossFit, that's fine. You know, I, hell, I barely like CrossFit these days. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like, you know, like CrossFit's sort of like an entry drug, you know? And I do think that there's still a lot of people trying to CrossFit their way to optimal body composition. But totally. when you oh look at God. most CrossFit gyms, you know, they've had to get better. And as they've gotten better, they've offered Olympic lifting classes. They've offered, you know, boot camps in some instances. Barbell classes. Barbell classes. A little bit of, you know, bodybuilding type stuff where, you know, there's more hypertrophy focused. And so I think that there's probably a lot of gyms um, that are still just kind of trying to wad their way, you know. And the best ones are actually taking a little bit more of the approach that we kind of talk about on a daily basis. Um, but if you're trying, you know, it just, you know, we went the one way on the other side 
and then we're going to go the other way on this side. And in both instances, I'm talking about why you should exercise. If you're 250 pounds and you want to get to a place with a reasonable um, amount of body fat, I'm just going to tell you there's a lot of work involved. Okay, so if you're coming into it with a little bit of a negative mindset, stop. <laughs> Go to the beach. Fill your cup. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do whatever you need yeah. to do to get the will to face the blizzard, to face the firestorm, to walk into the volcano. Because I'm going to tell you, I had no idea. If you had said to me, what would you have to change to get to where you wanted to go? And I would go, I don't know, you know, probably a few more things, you know, get to the gym a little bit more, clean up my diet. You know, everybody wants to clean up their diet, you know? Yeah. Um, it was everything. I changed everything. I'm a different human being. Mm -hmm. Completely. You know, Th that didn't start from, you know, like I said, you know, I had all these conditions that I started with. Not not all these conditions because I knew I knew it was going to take a lot of work. I had to I had to be ready to go. Um, yeah. But if you're 275 pounds as a male, right? If you're 253 pounds as a female, and you think you can calorie your way to do it, good luck. You're not going to get there. Right. You're just not. You know. I'm just telling you. You know. We see thousands of people every single day. You know, the people that make it, they're eating enough to do stuff. Right. And it's funny because when I started Eat to Perform, it was kind of a general idea, right? I knew it worked for me. I didn't know it worked for 1.5 million people. Um, <laughs> so somebody's asking me, do I believe in cheat days? No, I don't believe in cheat days. Why? Because you're cheating on your diet. You shouldn't be dieting is my point, right? My point is that the answer is in food and macronutrients in certain ratios. Now, should you have more flexibility? Absolutely. You should have more flexibility on occasion. occasion. We actually have that built into our program. We call those super days, right? Super days. But, but. <laughs> No one's like making a list of foods all week long and then waiting right. to eat their nutter butters, you know, on, on Saturdays because, you know, they've got their nutter butters on the list and they're going to have pizza in the evening and then they're going to go to the one breakfast place with the 2,000 calories and then right. on Saturday night they can't sleep because they've had diarrhea all night. You know, we're not, we're not huge believers in that. We're not, we're not big, we're not pro diarrhea, right? Um, but, but I think that ultimately I'm, I'm, I'm sort of joking, but at the end of the day, cheat days, you're, you're establishing a bad relationship with food. Right. Right. And it doesn't end up with where you want to go, you know? And I, I love this, you know, Alex and I don't agree on everything. You know, in fact, we disagree on a lot, you know, but he said something that's really interesting. If you don't know Alex Vieta, you know, he's a pretty active guy, much more active than I've ever been in my life. He's also a little bit younger, um, but, but, uh, but, uh, I, I was going to say something, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> um, but 
Um, he, he, everybody says abs aren't made in the kitchen. And he says, have you tried? You know, and I immediately responded, yes, I did. And it changed yeah. my life. And it's changing the life of millions of people. Right. Yeah. But let's be real. Most people have not tried to do it. You know, they view themselves. I'm just going to tell you right now, none of you have a calorie problem. You all have a doing problem, right? Right. And it's some version of doing problem, right? I mean, like, you know, at 250 pounds, I couldn't do the things that I did. You work towards right. that level. Like the CrossFit, I, when I, you know, when I started CrossFit, it was nothing but like, you know, Green Berets and you know, special forces and, yeah. and, and me, yeah. you know, Green Beret, special forces, division one athletes and Paul. Right. Oh gosh. And like, there, here's like this little skinny fat guy. Cause I had lost all my weight previous to joining CrossFit. And then I gained a lot of muscle once I started CrossFit. Um, I mean, I always find it. Somebody shows it to me because it's really spectacular. You know, was the pitcher, um, my first CrossFit workout was Murph. Now that sounds crazy, right? It sounds crazy, you know, if you know anything. It is. Yeah, but it really wasn't for me because I was coming from kind of a super cardio background, right? right. So, but, you know, I didn't have the strength. You know, I, my first workout uh, pull-ups I did with a band, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the push-ups crushed me. Um, you know, I was just wasn't strong. I didn't have any muscle. You know, and I mean, like, I just look like a bag of skin, you know, right. um, and I love that picture. I love that picture because you can't look at that picture and go, that kid's starved himself to where he's at. But in that picture, well, see, even in that picture, I didn't, right? I was still eating a lot, but I was still eating at a deficit and not until I started lifting weights smartly did my body start to change and did right. my focus start to change. And so kind of similar to what we were talking about earlier, you can get your Trump card back and you can go back to 900 calories, right? You ain't going to want to, you know, because once you get to a point where you get that wet look, where you work out and your muscles are bulging and you're feeling good and you look in the mirror and you're feeling good, even though you might not be that 100% 19-year-old on the beach, you're still doing pretty damn good, right? Um, so Sarah's connection is frozen, so I don't know if I'm going to get her back. Um, there was a few other stories that I wanted to talk about, but we kind of covered that one in detail, you know. Just as a synopsis, the good majority of people do not have a calorie problem. And you go, well, wait a second. Don't you guys program people for calories and macros and, and all this other type of stuff? And yes, we do. Um, but we're programming it so your work takes the lead, not the food. And uh, I hope that's helpful to everybody and makes sense. Because I know we talk about this stuff all the time, but I think sometimes the different contextual stories matter quite a bit. 
All right, you guys, I appreciate everybody listening and being here. Um, looks like maybe we have a little bit of a network connection issue. So um, Sarah's not going to be able to say goodbye, but everybody have a great weekend. Talk to you later.